Welcome to the EQFit Podcast. Our mission is to equip people to prosper in every aspect of their life. Whether you're at home or in the workplace, we explore practical ways of improving success, satisfaction, finding balance, and building enjoyable and beneficial relationships. Thank you for joining us. Do you know what it feels like when you hear somebody say, we're too busy, we're just too busy, we're really, really busy, or some version of that? When you hear that, do you just simply accept that as truth? Or do you ask questions when you hear that? I want to give you an insight today into how to change that mindset. It's more than a mindset. I'm sure people are busy. There's no question about that. There is more and more and more to do every day. There are greater challenges than we've ever faced before. All of that is true. But getting things done is getting more difficult and is creating more busyness because there are more distractions. There are more disruptions. We'll talk more about that a little bit later. I want to give you a little spoiler alert here. This mindset of being too busy can be changed with a revolutionary approach to equipping people. And I'm going to focus in today on that revolutionary approach to equipping people. But first, we need to set the stage and understand where this I'm too busy or we're too busy comes from. At the root of that statement is a perceived lack of time. Now, I say perceived because every task, every period of focus, every effort is a choice. We make a choice on what we do. Yes, there are deadlines. Yes, there are things that have to be done in a specific sequence to get the right outcomes. However, there is more to this story. There's a hidden factor at work every day with every person. And it's what I call the D as in dog, the D factor. The D stands for distraction, disruption, disagreements, deflection, defensiveness, and a lack of delegation. Now, I'm sure you could add other D words to this list. Do you know the average time frame for someone in the workplace to be distracted. What do you think happens in the workplace? How often is somebody distracted? Would it surprise you to find out it's every three minutes? Think about that. Every three minutes. What is that? 20 times an hour that people get distracted? The average employee is distracted every three minutes. Imagine what that does to the three most important resources 
that any individual has to utilize every day. What are those three? Time, focus, and energy. Those are the three resources that a person pretty much totally controls. Where are they going to put their time, their focus, and their energy? Well, the impact that this has on our ability to get things done is absolutely massive. Think about a time when you are working on an important task and you got distracted. How did you feel about getting distracted? How long did it take you to get past the emotion or emotions of being distracted when you're trying to focus on that important task? How long did it take you to refocus on that initial effort, that task that was so important that you need to get done? I don't know about you, but for me, and okay, I can become distracted fairly easily, uh, full disclosure there, but the reality is it takes a while for me to get my focus back on the original thing I was trying to accomplish. And a lot of that is lost time. Here's something else that I've learned about myself, and this may be true with you as well. When I have to refocus, I don't seem to have as much focus as I did before I was distracted. Meaning, if I could put 100% of my focus on a task that I was working on, and then I get distracted and I come back to it, I may only have 95 or 96% of my focus available for that task. Now, maybe that's not you, but maybe it is. Here's one unchangeable fact. We cannot extend the amount of time that we have in a day. It just, (laughs) 24 hours is 24 hours and that's it. So how do we get more done more efficiently? Well, we do it by developing C, as in cat, C factors. What are those? Capacity, confidence, competence, consequential thinking, communication, collaboration, and cognitive skills. If we cannot extend the number of hours in a day, and frankly, I don't really want to, we have to be more productive in a different way. Then the solution is to grow our C-factors. We have more capacity. We have more confidence, more competence, a better ability to communicate, to collaborate. Our cognitive skills are stronger. Our mind is more resilient. And there lies the dilemma. Why do I say that? I work with organizations of all different sizes. I think the largest organization I've ever worked with is close to 50,000 employees. And the smallest is one. So that covers a large gamut of different sizes of organizations. In the last several years... Every organization I have worked with has used the we are too busy phrase. Most clients use it consistently and frequently. So what is the easy answer? 
less D factors and more C factors, right? Accomplishing this, though, can be a real challenge. I want to start to address this by looking at talent. And if we can't change the amount of available time in a day, we have to look at what else can be changed. The most important asset in any organization is the talent it has. Now, I use the word talent instead of people for a very specific reason. From years of working in organizational development, certain truths have become very clear. Number one, every organization needs talent to succeed. And that's more than just people. Number two, the level of talent in each role in the organization will determine the value produced from that role. Kind of makes sense, right? The talent that that individual has and brings to that role is going to determine the value that is produced out of that role. Number three, there is a level of value that must be achieved in every role in an organization for it to be successful and achieve its mission and its vision. So with these truths in mind, then the path to success goes through the talent in an organization. Understanding people and their talent, the talent that they bring, and their talent potential is one of the greatest knowledge gaps in organizations today. I stand by this statement. Why? Because I see it played out every day in the workplace. The exciting news, there's an easy solution to this. Now, here are some proven steps. When I say there's an easy solution, there's got to be something behind that. I need to have some proof to make that statement. And here's some proof. Here's some steps that can be taken. Number one, if we want to gain that kind of insight, what is that insight? Understanding people and their talent as it is today and their talent potential for the future. Start with a data-driven approach using validated multidimensional assessments. I talk about this all the time, and it is so true. And I know people probably get tired of, okay, yeah, assessments and all that. People don't understand assessments at a deep level, and that's okay. Those of us who are certified in, like myself, a ridiculous number of assessments, we live it. We understand it. We understand what you can learn through assessments. To make it easy for people to understand, here's how I describe a multidimensional assessment approach. It is the same information you would learn about someone if you worked with them for a couple of years. But you learn it up front. You learn it earlier so that you can then do something with it. So start with a data-driven approach using validated multidimensional assessments. Now, please, 
Don't use one assessment and think you have the whole picture. There are all kinds of assessment companies selling the magic bullet out there, which you and I both know is nonsense. That is a one-dimensional look at someone and their talent as it is today and their talent potential. And that will never give you the full picture. This approach can be highly insightful into the talent and talent potential of an individual. And it is a huge advantage in selecting, onboarding, and developing the talent that is needed for the team to succeed, for the organization to succeed. Here's the next step. Begin your discovery of an individual and their talent in the hiring process. Again, using pre-hire assessments that are curated for a very specific insight for specific roles. If you're not doing a customized assessment approach, I would love to talk to you about that. Because, sure, you can get some kind of information from a one assessment approach that says, well, these kind of people, you know, that are this way seem to fit us better than this kind of person over here that's that way. That is such a general approach. And it's better than nothing, but not a lot. So I'd love to have a conversation about that multi-dimensional assessment approach in the pre-hire process. Think of having the same information you'd learn about somebody if you worked with them for a year or two before you ever hire them. What kind of an advantage is that, right? And gives you an idea of what their talent potential is, what their leadership potential is before you ever bring them on board and then invest heavily in them. Here's another step. Set expectations for the value each role should bring in the organization. What does that mean? Well, basically every role needs to bring a certain threshold level of value. If the person in that role is not bringing that value, that is hurting the organization. If they are bringing that value, it is adding to the organization. It's helping the organization. It's helping move towards success. And set up success pathways for every role. Now, I'm not going to go into that. I've talked about that in in previous episodes. But bottom line, that's embedded in many of my online courses. There is a tool called Success Pathways for Individuals and Success Pathways for Teams. And it is a template that helps you create those success pathways. So it is absolutely clear what the expectations are and what people need to be successful. And people want that. They want to know, how can I be successful? And by the way, this is an employer brand issue. If you're one of those employers who has success pathways for their people and invests in training and developing their people, you're going to get the better talent and you're going to keep the better talent. That has been proven over and over and over over the last five to eight years.
Here's another step. Make coaching and mentoring a part of your culture. That just makes sense. This annual evaluation thing, I know there's a lot of organizations that still use it, and I don't want to denigrate that, but it is not a forward-looking coaching process that is, we know, highly effective in driving performance and, frankly, driving engagement and satisfaction in the workplace. And here's the last step I'll talk about. Spend time with people. Invest in them. Not just money, but time. Help them understand the story of the team, of the organization. Help them understand the history. Help them understand how their role impacts what's going on and how they can make a difference in the organization. The key to success and a competitive advantage is understanding the available talent and then developing that talent, developing people. Now, what gets in the way of that? Well, obviously, there's a lot of trials, right? A lot of trials, a lot of tribulations, a lot of challenges out there. I want to go back to our statement, we are too busy. The challenges that we face today are greater than any time in the past. No, I'm not a prophet of doom. That's not what this is about. It just, the facts simply bear that out. Here are a few facts to consider. The world is facing a human energy crisis at home and at work. Well-being scores continue to decline. Rates of burnout, social isolation, and emotional detachment are at all-time highs. I mean, it's like the perfect storm. And that is a massive challenge. These issues are especially concerning for the younger generations. Boomers seem to have a pretty good handle on things, but then there's a lot of years behind the boomers, right? The younger generations are going through these great challenge times without that life experience. Nothing against them. It's just a tough road without a lot of life experience behind you to to help you through those things. We need to be better at helping people regain that energy, that human energy. Here's another fact. In 2020, our society concluded that sickness and potential death by coronavirus had to be stopped at all costs. The United States subsequently shut down a 20 plus trillion dollar economy, bankrupting countless small businesses and closing schools. All of this combined to put employees, families, and kids in an unimaginable state of uncertainty. You may deal with uncertainty well, but I'm guaranteeing you most people don't. I know I struggle with uncertainty. I don't like it. It isn't that I can't move forward. I've, I've got the EQ skills necessary to manage the emotions that shut people down, but I still don't like uncertainty, and I still struggle with it, as I think most people do. This new state of uncertainty grinds the life out of people a little bit every day. That comes right out of a Gallup, the mood of the world study. 
Here's another fact. In 2020, this same study found that roughly 7 in 10 people are either struggling or suffering in their lives. 7 out of 10, 70% of our population. Here's another fact. Microsoft's Work Trends report found that over half of employees, 53%, say they are more likely to prioritize health and well-being over work than before the pandemic, particularly parents at 55% and women at 56%. That is a massive change in mindset and in what's needed in the workplace. We'll go into that in future episodes. Here's the last one. More than half of managers, 53% of managers, report feeling burned out at work. I want you to take that and think about it a minute. Over 50% of the managers in any workplace are burned out. Burned out is a very, very serious issue. It isn't just oh, I'm tired. I don't feel like doing it. Oh my gosh, another day. Oh my gosh, I've had three Mondays. That's not what burnout is. Burnout is a negative cycle of emotions and perceptions in the mind of an individual that severely limits their ability to access their cognitive functions and to do the work that they need to do and to lead their people and manage their people well and to encourage their people. There's a lack of optimism. There's a lack of intrinsic motivation. There's a lack of being able to navigate emotions. People are getting stuck in burnout. And I know I'm being very forward about this, very open and blunt, but this is a serious, serious problem. And there are things that can be done about this that it doesn't have to be the problem it is. And we'll talk about that revolutionary way to equip people here in a minute. These are big issues. How can we possibly overcome these challenges? How do you eat an elephant? That's right, one bite at a time. I stated earlier that there is a revolutionary approach to equipping people and growing their talent. And realizing their talent potential. After a decade of deep work in organizations, combining the tools of psychology with neuroscience, with business experience, with certifications and advanced training, I have developed what I call the FIT, F-I-T, equipping process. FIT, F-I-T, stands for Focused Intentional transformation. It is literally what it sounds like. Focused learning in small portions combined with specific practices and a process of reflection to upskill people and enhance their talents. When I say enhance their talents, it's so much more than what someone might think of talent. Do you think of an agile, resilient mind as a talent? Well, that's what I'm talking about. I'm adding that to other talents like numerical talents or logical reasoning talents or strategic thinking talents. 
These are all cognitive skills and mindset skills. And by the way, emotional intelligence skills and soft skills, this is the equipping process that I'm talking about that is highly effective in equipping people for the kinds of challenges that we're facing today. But remember that statement, we are too busy. People are not getting the help they need because they're too busy to do the things they need to help themselves. It's a catch-22. It's, it's kind of crazy when you think about it because it can be changed. It can get better and it can get better very quickly, but there has to be a way to do that. And that is where the fit equipping process comes in. Focused, intentional transformation. It is built for the way our brains learn and the way we we retain learning. It leverages learning methodologies that are very practical and understandable. The greater the fitness level, the more C factors people will be able to apply. Remember those C factors, capacity, competence, confidence, all of those things that add to value, productivity, satisfaction, achievement, accomplishment, agility, resilience, all of those things that are so important to success for the individual, for the team, and for the organization. Why this type of training and development? Because it adds value while fitting into people's busy schedules. That's the bottom line. I know people are busy. Now, I think a lot of that busyness can be reduced. Activity is not necessarily productivity. So if we can start to ratchet down the busyness level and ratchet up the productivity level, that's a different ballgame. It's a game changer. Many of the issues and challenges people face today in the workplace could be avoided with the right equipping, growth, and development. It all starts with knowing where you are today. And that is the multidimensional assessment process. It provides the insight necessary to find the right path forward. And it's, it's going to be unique for each individual, for each team, and for each organization. You have to take in the culture. You have to take in environment. You have to take in so many different variables. But that is why the multidimensional assessment approach works so well. It takes all of those things into account. This is where I see the greatest opportunity for leaders, owners, and organizations that have the foresight to invest in their people. The problem is most do not have this foresight. Training and development either is the first thing that gets cut or it never even gets started. And most of the organizations I work with, it's never been started. And there is so much opportunity there. Training and development in this fashion, in the fit equipping approach, is easy to plug in. It's almost a plug and play approach. Uh, 
and it's easy to do. It takes into account people's busy schedules and it opens the door for upskilling that you're not going to see with other types of training and development. I guess I lament a bit about the organizations that just don't have that foresight to see how much this can help them. What a waste of human talent potential. There are so many people out there that could grow so much and be happier and more successful if this investment was made in them. Let me leave you with a question. Would you rather be in an organization where people are growing their talent together or in an organization where what you have today is where you will stay? Thank you for joining us for this episode. If you have any questions about this week's episode or maybe a suggestion for future episodes you'd like us to explore, please contact us through our website at eqfit.org. For more information and inspiration, connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube at EQFit.